Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris and I am the Enterprise Doctor. I do advice and support for businesses. And my guest today is Raymonda Richardson of Force for Events. How are you, Ray? Hi, Mark. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really good, thank you. Good, good, good. I am interested by your business. You're in the world of marketing. And Force 4 Events, I know, doesn't organize events, your marketing of events. And I just wondered initially, how did you identify that as a niche? How did you, did you start as a sort of a full service, I'll do any kind of marketing and then narrow it down? Or was that the idea from day one? Uh, so that sounds quite spot on there, uh, Mark. Yes, I did start off as a full service marketing freelancer, I suppose, for, for all better words. And it's taken me quite a few years um, and then a, light, a few Bible moments later to actually realize that that's kind of my calling. Um, and, and where it's, it's come from is uh, I've got 12 years experience in corporate world of promotions and events. And, and it just, it was kind of, once I got to a point nearly a year ago now, when I realized that really that is my, my niche and why have I been shying away from it? I don't really know, but here we are. <laughs> so. I think you're not alone in shying away from a niche. There are lots of people, particularly with new businesses, who are hungry they want customers they want money they want to be working they want to be doing stuff they don't want to be selling they want to be delivering and there's an argument that says that the broader you're offering the more people you can hook in but clearly because of the route you've taken you understand the benefit of a niche is you're able to say this is what i do this is what i'm good at and if you're doing this thing then it's me you need to talk to so what is it about events that make the marketing of them different to just marketing? It's kind of having that pressure, that kind of really focused element of it. You know, you've got the, the name of the event, the purpose of it, the venue, uh, be it virtually or physically. Um, you've got the time, you know, the deadline um, that you need to deliver it by. And it's about making the most of every single step uh, opportunity step of what what to do with the leads gained with with the sort of the activity generated from all the different marketing um activities and and, and sort of taking that forward okay now that's Where interesting because <laughs> what, what i was thinking in my little head is the issue with marketing an event is once it's done it's done and all of that marketing collateral gets junked, et cetera. And I was already starting to think when you were talking, yeah, but what if you do a similar event again? But I think the things you were saying there about what you do with the leads that you generate. So is, is that APRE event work stuff that you get involved with as well? Or do you just help the client to think that through and then they go away and do that? I help the client to think it through yes uh, so we work out a process of what will happen when there's um you know post event and absolutely you had the nail on the head there by after the event that's it that's that's the opportunities done but actually after the event there's quite a few follow-up things that we can add into the sort of the event strategy um to make sure that every lead now that it's warmed up 
make sure that every lead is being nurtured should they be needing to be nurtured or actually get the sale that you were looking for mm. can i tell you one of the things that really bugs me about events is is and the marketing of events and i'm just wondering whether it's something that you've picked up on whether it's something you talk to clients about is i book for an event it's a free event it's an exhibition it's a, a you know some kind of business expo that kind of thing and something to crops up and i don't go you know and i really feel bad about that because i've committed to going they've they've got a little tick next to my name and all that stuff and then i don't go and the day after the event i get the email thanking me for going and asking me for feedback mm -hmm. and it's like mm -hmm. no you really should be a bit cleverer than that so is for you does that app pre event marketing that's how, how would you recommend that people try somehow to only send that email to people who actually turned up uh, yeah so definitely that that's one of the one of the things absolutely it's uh, it's kind of i guess that that would show me if i was getting those kind of messages is that they didn't they don't have anyone driving the sort of the marketing of events um of their event activity and their event budget they don't have anyone driving it what I mean by driving it is not physically entering somebody in the system, but actually having a way of capturing who you've spoken to on the stand, uh, if you are an exhibitor, and then having that report um, and use that data only for your message of, sorry, you couldn't see us or thank you for coming to visit us. It was great to catch up. Here's a reminder of what we've just discussed. If you need a further chat, let's book a call or if you want to hopefully not visit the website because as soon as you send them to your website, you're probably going to lose them unless it's spot on hitting whatever message or whatever stage of the buyer process they are. But it, ideally you want to capture those leads by making contact, whether it be a follow-up email that will just sort of nurture them through the process and get them to that sale. Absolutely. It's, it's about identifying the how do you get that one-to-one -one conversation with them that might lead to some kind of sale? I do want to talk about online events, but before I do, just picking up on something that, that was mentioned before, I think by me actually, about being able to recycle marketing. So if there's an event on the 1st of June, then you market it 1st of June, on the 2nd of June, it's all history. But you might run that event again on the 1st of August and again on the 1st of whatever. So it's very easy to just use all the same marketing. But if you're marketing to the same people, then they're seeing all the same marketing and it's the same again. And, and you can tell from my tone of voice, it's like, oh, okay, same again. Where do you think the balance is between not reinventing the wheel, using the good marketing collateral that you've got, but actually using it in a different way? Uh, so it's always important to sort of find your hook for the event. And I guess the, the hook and also the target audience, although you might be marketing it to the same audience, not everyone is going to be available to come to the event that first date that you've advertised, for example. So the people who couldn't make it or, or for whatever reason, they'll put it in their calendar for the next opportunity. Uh, but it's about post-event promotion. It's, it's kind of generating that, oh, shoot, I really should have um, attended this. I'm really gutted that I didn't make it. Or it's kind of creating that feeling of that 
looks like a like a really good event i really am going to go to that next time so it's kind of really really highlighting what's the experience of the event uh, and what the the value of it was to the attendees um and if you get the attendees um you know some of them getting tagged and then commenting you know thanks for hosting or thanks for organizing all of that creates a lot more engagement and a lot more people see those messages Hence, the audience list uh, is potentially going to grow for the next event after that. The new audience, so going back, so yeah. the new audience won't necessarily have seen all the marketing beforehand. That's so true. that cycle starts again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all good, but the world of events changed. Uh, it's now the 29th of May, so it's a couple of months ago now. The world of events changed as in stopped there are no business expos for me to go to there's no face-to-face stuff at all it's all gone online it hasn't all gone online some things have just stopped business expos and that kind of exhibition-y type thing i've not been invited to anything maybe people just don't like me so i'm not getting invited but you know i'm not aware of those kinds of events networking meetings are happening other kinds of events are happening online so when the lockdown hit what did that do to your business and what are you doing now in terms of promoting events because events aren't happening uh so it was a bit of a shock uh, to all the systems going really in terms of the events but it was all about staying positive and looking at the sort of light at the end of the tunnel and seeing how we can adapt with sort of Chinese whispers going and, and um, going on around uh, everyone. It was kind of not knowing how long this, the period was going to last. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, no idea. So I couldn't necessarily afford as a business to just stop indefinitely, not knowing when the end was in sight. Yeah. So I really sort of dived right in there with um, a lot of virtual event, uh, attending different types of virtual events, testing different platforms, looking at what the opportunities were and how other companies were uh, sort of making it work. Uh, And surprisingly, there was a lot of activity in the virtual world. So, or unsurprisingly, I suppose, because events are such such a big industry it's such a big revenue generator throughout the world. So it's, it's a big hit. So yeah, so I've, I've kind of done a lot of training, a lot of hours invested in, in attending the events and, and getting sort of an understanding of how to make a business event flow, how to get the engagement going. And sort of all of a sudden, it just started turning into, actually, I need to help my clients to get you know, the, the, the events that were starting to be postponed and, and um, cancelled, I, I, was, I was coming up and saying, well, actually, have you considered doing it virtually? And it just a bit of a snowball effect from there, really. It kind of turned into just something that I was going to do. I was going to help my clients go yeah, virtual. So, so it wasn't so much them coming to you saying we're doing a virtual event, will you market it? It was you saying to them why aren't you doing your event virtually and I can help you market it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a big company, I suppose. I don't have, my clients don't necessarily have massive budgets, but it's also, it's so overwhelming with the technology uh, and and the systems that are maybe needed to run events and and how to make that work in in the virtual environment. People, 
many people I, I know that don't, if they're not in that world, they, they just won't know that technology exists and what are the capabilities of it. So it, I really saw that as my role to educate them in what is possible. Okay. And when you say about what is possible, when you're talking about the, the marketing of, of these events, how different is the marketing for an online event as opposed to uh, a face-to-face event or an in-person event? Is it just marketing an event or are there different things to do, different ways to do it? It's actually very, very similar because you still have, you know, the name of the event, the description, the visuals that you need to produce to to make that impact in digital world uh, or even in the physical world. Um, You still have a location, whether it's Zoom, whether it's a different platform like Remo or so on. You still have a date. So for all intents and purposes, it's still an event. It doesn't actually matter where it's being held. The only but the biggest, I suppose, difference is that it's a tr- it's it's for international audience, so so you know ge- geographical restrictions, venue yeah. restrictions, no longer apply. So actually, you don't have a a maximum capacity to worry about, or or kind of a minimum capacity to worry about. You know, if you put deposit on the venue, you don't you don't have those worries. So it's kind of the, the actual marketing process is very, very similar because you still, you know, go through the different stages of pre-event promotion and during event activity and post-event stuff as well. Okay, so the, the purpose of the marketing is key. You know, qu- question one should always be, what are you trying to achieve? And the answer is, I'm trying to, with events, I'm trying to get people to my event. I'm trying to get the right people who might one day buy my product or service to the event. Are there ideas that you're prepared to share with people about how do you, how do you actually do that? Uh, yes, absolutely. I actually have free downloadable e-guide on my website if anyone you know, needs support or help with some ideas. But I've got 12 ways of how to get delegates to your events or attendees to your events. And just to run a couple of them through with you. you first of all, you start with an N in, inside. Maybe a very obvious one, but it's just what we've just discussed really is having a goal. If it is, you know, you have to have a goal, you have to have a plan of where you want to get to and what is the event going to do for that and how you're going to yeah. get there really. Yeah. So the event objectives. Um, and then the num- number two is having a, a sort of deciding on a hook. So what will be the hook for the event, whether it's networking, whether it's education, whether it's value, training, whatever the hook is, and what, why should uh, the delegates attend it? Why should your attendees attend it? And what are the, the main difference? Why should they attend your event as opposed to a competitor's one? What's, what's going to make your event stand out? And you said that, that that's, that's a couple of ideas, both of which I see the sense of, and, and often... When I ask for advice, I think to myself, yeah, I know that. But actually knowing it and being able to recall it and implement it and have it in a logical, sequenced structure. I love a list of things to do. Number one, do this. Number two, do that. It it really works for me. And I think I'm, I'm not massively unusual on that. I think other people like to work that way as well. Some other people like to work that way. 
And you just told us a couple of useful things. Did you say there were 12 in this document? Yes, there's 12 in okay. the guide, yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'd love you to do. Why don't you email me a link to that guide on your website and I can publish it in these podcast notes so listeners right now or in a few minutes at the end of the podcast can click on that link and, and have a read for themselves. And if they want to go away and implement those things for their online events and hopefully soon for their real life face-to-face -face events, then off you go, guys. It's free advice from an expert in that niche. So um, fill your boots. And if you think that maybe you could do with some expert help, then raise contact details are, of course, in the uh, podcast notes as well. So you can contact her via any of those various media you know what right it's been really interesting i i run some online events myself laptop monday is my baby and i'm happy to be open with the public about the fact that you've been really helpful to me in in promoting the online events when we moved to online and sort of floundered a little bit because it wasn't local geographically based marketing it was national online marketing so a lot of the things you said today really resonate with that and actually for listeners if you have no idea what i'm talking about then i will add some links to some stuff about laptop monday into the uh, the podcast post as well so there you go and on that note, I think I'm going to say thank you very much. It's been really interesting and really useful for me and hopefully for my listeners as well. I hope it's not been too arduous for you sitting at the other end of the Zoom call. No, no, it's been great. Thank you very much. Good, good. So my name is Mark Harris. I am Enterprise Doctor Advice and Support for Businesses. And I've been talking today to Raymonda Richardson of force for events whose niche is event marketing there you go now we know that if you want to get in touch with ray or myself the details are all in the podcast notes but for now i'm going to say thank you for listening please do listen to some earlier episodes you might like them and there's plenty more episodes coming but for now this is mark harris signing off <laughs>